Let's have a word of prayer as we begin. Lord, we thank you that we can just be here together and worship you and and pray that all that we do here um, just brings you glory and honor. Right now, as we look into your word, we just pray that your word speaks to us. And Lord, I just pray that we can go out of this place changed, different than when we came in, and that uh, we'll be ready to take on this week with whatever it takes to uh, witness for you and just be a good example. And this we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Now, have you ever felt like you were supposed to do something? I mean, sometimes it's as easy as saying, I just have this feeling I need to call someone or pray for somebody. Um, maybe, maybe you felt you were called into a specific profession. Or maybe you knew without a doubt who the person was you're supposed to marry. Or maybe it was someone that you just went by who seemed to maybe have a need at that particular time. Um, Maybe it was a calling by God. Have you ever felt that God has called you to do something? So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. But maybe God's called you to be involved in ministry. Maybe, Maybe it was God's call to just simply and powerfully... Give your life to Him. Um, Maybe it was to turn away from a bad habit or an addiction. Uh, Erwin McManus tells the story about a time that he was at the beach with his son, and he saw a man there on the beach who who was disabled. And the man was walking on the beach, but he kept falling in the uneven sand. And so as they saw the man down to the right, McManus takes his son, and they head to the left to go by that way. And McManus kind of was protecting his son, not sure what was going on over there. And we probably have all done that. We've got to protect our kids from some of this stuff that goes on, right? But as they watched, this man kept falling in the sand. And he considered what was happening for just a moment. But then, as he took his son to the other side... There's something inside of him that kind of regretted it, but there was no turning back in his mind at this point until his 10-year-old son turned to him and just took off. And he went over to the man and started to help him up. And McManus said something inside pierced him, knowing that he should have been doing, and his son was being in the example of taking care of the problem that God had called him to do. He said he stood there paralyzed in his hypocrisy because he said he had preached and he taught about how we were supposed to help people out and there's God's call and he sees the need and it was his 10-year-old son that, that took care of it. And probably in many respects, whether that man that fell knew it or not, McManus said that was for him, it was a divine moment. So eventually they were, you know, they they were able to help the man to the ground. And for the man's sake, he probably didn't think any more of it. But you know, for that 10-year-old, he was obedient to what God had called him to do. And so McManus concluded that he had a sense of shame, but then at the same time, he had a sense of being proud that his son was willing to do that and call that. So have you ever faced that kind of moment? 
Maybe it's a moment that you, you saw this opportunity, but then you let it slip away. Maybe it's a time where we've known that we should do something to the right, but we go to the left instead. Has it ever been in your power, within your ability to do good, but we did nothing? You know, a lot of times we, we have these opportunities, and we don't choose to do evil, we just choose to do nothing. You choose to be neutral. You choose to be a non-participant. And so, in many respects, the way of the Christ follower, us believers in Christ, a lot of times we've been learned on what things we're not supposed to do. And we focus on those. You know? We, don't, we, we, we learn very little about what to do, but we raise and teach our kids what not to do. Don't touch the hot stove. Um, and if you think about it, we probably all know the major sins, because for some reason we categorize them. Uh, we probably kind of know the Ten Commandments. Um, but we know what not to do. Now, we might do them anyway, but we know usually pretty quickly what's right and what's wrong. So after doing what's wrong, generally we tend to know it. Now, I don't want to get stuck at this point, but if you think about it, we have a choice in our lives. We choose to do wrong. A lot of times we choose to sin and do what's wrong in God's eyes. But you know, if you think about the times that we do things wrong, most of them are pretty easy choices. Where we get stuck, I am heading somewhere. Where we get stuck is the choice part. It's choosing between the good opportunities And the struggle when we choose to do nothing. God's called us to do something, but then we choose to just do nothing. Thinking, well, I'm not doing wrong. I'll just choose to do nothing. The opportunities are there, but we've been so accustomed to moving away from the negative choices in life that a lot of times we miss the potential of the good that God has for us. Because you see, as Christians, we're called to be holy. And so we read in the Bible, in Leviticus and later in 1 Peter, he says, be holy as I am holy. Because you see, to be holy, it means to be set apart. It means to be viewed as faultless or at least as different than the world because God is a lot different than the world that we live in. And so we define holiness as separating ourselves from sin as opposed to doing good. So basically what I'm going to talk about today, that was just my introduction. Um, we do have a clock on the wall now. Lots of time. But what I'm after today is who am I in Christ? Who are we in Christ? Who has God called me to be? 
Because I think a lot of times we get hung up on the type of person that I am supposed to be. And that's important, but let's be honest, we know who we are probably supposed to be. Because if you've been a Christ follower for some time, you probably know who you're supposed to be. And we can list all of the do's and don'ts of being a Christ follower. But too often we just choose to live by that set of rules And we choose to not maybe live to the full potential that God has for us. Um, I don't think we can be a Christ follower and be a neutral. Um, we can't just coast. We can't just sit back, sit back on our lazy boy chairs and our lazy girl chairs and... Uh, believe that somehow because I'm sitting in this chair and I'm a Christian that I'm drawing closer to God. I don't think it works that way. Some people ask, how do I know if I'm being obedient to Jesus? I've had that question asked. And I think it's a great question. It's probably a million dollar question because we can talk about biblical things we can talk about reading and studying the Scripture, and we can talk about intentionally drawing closer to God. But a lot of times, what does that mean? And in our minds, we think, if I don't do this, I might not ever know the purpose that God has for me, but how do we know God's purpose for my life? So I struggled with this, you know. I think we've all struggled with this at one time or another. But, but it's kind of like, how, how do I know that God has a call on my life? I keep sitting back waiting for a text message that just says, it's from God, and it says, hey, Jones, you need to do this or you don't need to do that. That would make it so much easier, right? Um, we need to be in communion with God. We need to be living by the fruit of the Spirit. And there's a lot of people that probably don't know all of them. You guys probably know all of them, right? Maybe. I bet if I start it, you would probably go through. I mean, we might guess a couple of them. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. There's a big one when it comes to sermon self-control. I like the King James where it says long-suffering. <laughs> but... Uh, and you know, that's a pretty good list that Paul gives, um, but a lot of times we, we look at that and we still don't really know what to do. So here's where we're at. Do you remember the story of Abraham? How many of you know Abraham? You saw the movie. Anyway, in the book of Genesis, he is told to leave his, his wealth and the comforts of home to go to this distant land that didn't even have a name. He didn't have a GPS system. God didn't give him the coordinates and say, go to this particular thing. He didn't say that. But look at our scripture in Genesis 12. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. 
I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. God tells Abraham, go. And he went. He didn't even know what his final destination was. He just simply trusted that when God said go, it meant I'm not going to argue. Um, I don't really need to ask about it. I don't need to try to find excuses not to do it. I just need to go. It was a divine moment for Abraham. Now, his life was not perfect after that. He messed up quite a bit. He made a lot of mistakes. Because remember, none of us are perfect. You saw this morning. <laughs> Sometimes I don't get my information right. But, um, but can you imagine if Abraham told God, you know what? I'm feeling pretty comfortable with my life right now. Let me just stick around here just a little bit longer, and then I'll go. That's not what happens. When God calls us, our answer needs to be, okay, I'm going. You know if He calls you. You know that He's going to be with you. Because God's not going to send you somewhere and then bail out on you. He's going to go with you every step of the way. So, we should have an element of being comfortable when God calls us, knowing that He's with us. He's going to be with me the whole time. Now, it doesn't mean that our journey is not going to be uncomfortable or it's not going to be difficult. It's probably going to be all of that, but God promises that He will be with us. So, how often do we know God has called us to do something, but we hesitate? So we, we somehow seek confirmation and we wait. We ask for friends' advice and we wait. And, that, and that's not necessarily bad. But then after that, sometimes we decide to pray or we fast and we're trying to do what we're supposed to do. And that's kind of actually a start. But I think what I'm saying today is we tend to use a lot of those things as excuses to not follow what God is calling us to do. I don't know if that's happened to you. It's happened to me. When God called me into pastoring, it wasn't an easy scenario. I figured God had the wrong number. <laughs> Back then, we didn't have cell phones. So he couldn't even text me. But I made it through school without having to give a speech because I couldn't get in front of people. So God calls me to this, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to hesitate as long as I can. It'll just go away. I prayed. I waited. Hoped that it would pass after Lisa's done laughing at me about this. Actually, she's the one that confirmed it, said, I don't think you have a choice. I thought God was playing a divine joke because I, I like jokes. So finally I said yes. And I remember our first calling of Canyon City, we had been 
kind of youth pastoring in Denver while I worked. I got this call to be a full-time associate pastor, and Lisa goes, what are you going to do? You've gone through the interview process. What are you going to do when they call you and say, you're the one? I said, well, I haven't thought about that because I don't think they're going to do that. And so she didn't know. We didn't know. I got the phone call, and I think she still probably laughs about that because it's like they offer me this job, and I'm like, okay, I guess. Lisa goes, that's it? They offer you this thing? And you just said, I guess? I said, I didn't know until that moment that I was going to say yes. It would have been easier to hesitate. It's easier to say no. But God tells you to start something. Sometimes he tells you to leave something behind. He sometimes tells you to change your career, end a relationship, take a risk, visit, call, text a person. But a lot of times we just sit there and wait. Because if you know what you've been called to do and you're scared or you're hesitant, then I would tell you that you're human. <laughs> you're normal. But you know what? God has a plan for each one of us. And so I encourage you to pray, to draw closer to God, so that you can experience His power and grace just a little bit more in your life and have your ears and your heart and your spirit grasping onto His call. We've got to allow the Holy Spirit to fill our heart and our spirit and mind and our entire being so that when we hear the call of God, we're like Abraham and we just say, I'm going. I see a need out there and I feel this call that God's telling me, I'm going to do it. That's kind of what we're going to talk about the next couple of weeks. So we'll see where everybody's at. But I think we all need to be open to the Spirit of God to jump on those divine opportunities that He brings our way every single day. And a lot of times we miss them because we become so busy with our daily tasks. And it's easy to say, okay, I know God wants me to do this. Tomorrow, I'll look into that. Or I don't feel like it right now. So when I feel like it, and God will understand. But many times it's too easy to focus on what we shouldn't do, and we miss out on what we should do. It's really easy to become focused on ourselves, and we, be, we focus on what's comfortable for us. Especially when God's calling us to join Him in the adventure. So I think we sell short the divine moments that God gives us. We look at these moments and we say, well, that's okay. Somebody else will take care of that need. Somebody else will do that. In reality, they are big. There's something that we need to be doing. So every moment that we have is unique and possibly unrepeatable. And we can't always uh, send it back to the manufacturer, you know. That's why we have to seize the moments that God gives us right away. Because those moments are filled with the power and presence of God. They even become in those boring times of everyday life. But we can demonstrate to the world what God is doing in our lives. Now, we all have divine opportunities. 
Another passage of scripture is out of Isaiah. And Isaiah on a daily basis. When the prophet Isaiah was called by God during a vision, here's what he says. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go and say this. And the, it goes on. That's the call of God right there. Now, I'd be, I'm kind of jealous because I'd kind of like to hear the voice and then I know for sure and all that kind of thing. But when God calls us, when God asks that question, whom shall I send? My tendency is to say, who is he talking to? Um, duck behind somebody else. Get behind somebody bigger than you so maybe God doesn't see you. But that's not what it's about. It's about looking around and saying, here I am, God. Send me. Is this today's or this week's divine moment? We need to be going out there looking for these moments that God is putting in our path. So we need to go for it. We need to say, Lord, lead me. Let me do your will today. And then go and do it. Seize the moment. Because if we wait until we actually are ready, we're not going to go. So don't wait for the perfect moment because you have, the, you have God that's telling you to do it. And I believe God does have a sense of humor and he's going to do it in maybe the most inopportune time in your life because he wants to see, are you dependent upon me? God will give you the courage to take the first step. And so here's your, here's your uh, what should I say, your application, your practical step that you can do this week, how you're going to apply this to your life. This week, whatever you do, wherever you go, look for these divine moments that are out there. Those opportunities that you have to make a difference in someone's life. It might be a card, it might be a phone call, it might be um, driving somebody somewhere, or it might be doing something. And you might think that that's not a big deal, there's nothing of it, but it might just mean the world to the person that you're ministering to. You might be the very person that God, you know, and they're saying, wow, I've been praying for this, and you just happen to be here. That's the gift of God. That's the divine gift. And we're going to deal with this over the next couple of weeks. And when we go out of here, we're going to say, hey, this is my calling. Here I am, Lord, send me. And, and the hard part, I think we even talked about this in Alaska on one of the devotions, was here am I, send me. And it's kind of like, I'd rather choose where I'm getting sent. God, I will go anywhere you want me to go as long as it's not in Africa or it's not uh, over here or it's not over here, but I'll be willing to go here. And God says, trust me, I'll send you. If you'll go, you'll be okay. So here am I, send me. That should be the statement that we all make. And we'll deal with this looking at the clock. Is that a divine moment, you think? Okay, God, we'll close in prayer. So let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Uh, we can just be here today and just rejoice, and it's all about you. But Lord, I just pray that we can get our life uh, really in step with you, that whatever you have called us to do, whatever 
needs we see out there or just the prompting that we know is from you that we will step right away. That we'll say, send me, I'm ready to go. And Or like Abraham, he just left, knowing that you would guide him along the way. And so Lord, I just pray that we all have, uh, we all have issues in our lives, we all have things going on. But Lord, I just pray that whatever those issues are, we put you first in all of them. And Lord, that we will be willing to step out wherever you'd want us. And this we pray in Jesus' name, amen.